Influence Media. So, people of the world, you're now tuning in to Influence Podcast, the place to hear industry leaders inspire, inform, and influence. We are the number one podcast for influencers across the globe. Oh, My yeah. name is Thierry Lindor. I'm a, a real estate expert and entrepreneur. Um, today, I'm really blessed to be surrounded by what I consider to be real <laughs> influencers of the culture. Uh, from Montreal, and our international influencer is Angel Rich. So turn up your mic, turn up your, your headphones. If you're at work, act like you're working. You're not going to want to miss this one. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and once again, influenced. Hello! <laughs> Before I get started, I don't feel like introducing anybody at this table because my mother always told me, if you can't introduce people properly, shut your mouth <laughs> and let them introduce themselves. So let's start with KK, Kevin Kalix. Why are you here and why are you so influential, brother? I'm here because you text me, man. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm really glad That's that you thought funny. about me. Uh, my name is KK. You know, the, 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 the guy that you love to hate, you know, because I have a show where we're talking about, you know, controversial topics, yep. weekly show at Blueprint Lounge. And, you know, we had a, a great show two weeks ago, me and Thierry. And, it was pretty you know, cool. It was pretty dope. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. KK's humble. You should guys, you guys should check out the KK show. Yeah. He gets anywhere between 300 to 700 people every Monday for yeah. four hours. Yeah, four hours. Four man. hours. People tune in. When I start, I don't... I, I don't stop. <laughs> One of the shows we did, like 2,000 comments. Yeah, the first show you came last year, yeah. We, I think we were for five hours. Five hours. The live, wow. like, you know, cut in the middle, and yeah. then we, we said, you know what, let's do it all. 50,000 yeah. views in 24 hours, yeah. 3,000 comments, and like 600 shares. Anyways, the guy's a beast. That's crazy. <laughs> On to Dorothy. Hey, what's up, what's up? very own, I'm going to shut my mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you want to talk about the closest thing to Oprah oh, in Montreal, oh. Quebec? Oh, nice, Quebec. yeah. And I'm not talking about black. I'm talking black, white, all diversity. Don't matter. Yeah. This is it. Dorothy is a real pro. Uh, I, I love you. Big support of you. She gave me my first ever TV appearance like five years ago. Yeah. Ever. Oh, wow. Yep. And so much yep. work you've been doing uh, so far. So hi, Dorothy Alexandre. Basically, I'm an entrepreneur. I work in communication. And when we first met, I was a journalist. So I worked for seven years for Quebec Woo! Media as a journalist for TVN Nouvelle. And um, my goal in life is really to put forward women and diversity and use obviously. So I'm also yep. the Montreal, the, the president of the Montreal Women Council. So yep. I represent all Montreal all mon uh, women in Montreal. And our goal is to yeah. make sure that, you know, the <laughs> politics at the city take into account all realities of all women, whether you are black, white, whatever your origin, your age, wherever you live, your economic status. So that's where I am. And I'm also a host um, yeah. and, and a, a, men a mentor. Host with so, the most. Host with the most. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Angel, what about you? What do you do? do? You Why are you so that? awesome? <laughs> yeah, what about you? Why are you here? Why are you here? Wow, I'm honored to be at this table. Thank you. Yes, so, um, so our company designs financial literacy games. Um, we try to influence the world by reducing poverty through these games. Uh, the first game that we have is called Credit Stacker. It's kind of like Candy Crush, but instead of swapping around candy, you swap around credit to be able to pay off your debt was named one of the best financial literacy products in the country by the White House Department of Education, J.P. Morgan Chase, and top 10 app in the world um, by Google. 
I was named the next Steve Jobs by Forbes magazine and a global icon with the United Nations. Ooh, wow. And I'm, most, I'm actually most proud to be appointed um, commissioner of financial literacy. I could not wait for my wow. ceremony in two weeks. I'm... I am beyond uh, ecstatic for so that. So we're going to call you Commissioner Rich. 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 Yes. Yes. I love Rich. I am technically <laughs> now Commissioner Rich. So Commissioner Rich. It's, yeah, it's taking some getting used to. Yep. I bought the uh, the domain name, but, um, but similar, I just would like to empower all women as mm-hmm. possible, um, leveraging my various different resources and voice, and would definitely love to connect with you further. Um, definitely. Oh, Thank make, you. Yeah. We're making this happen. Watch <laughs> out. Yes. So today, guys, I know you guys are used Usually we, we navigate. We're, we're still going to do that. We navigate across three teams, like inspiration, information, and influence, right? And it usually goes like this. We ask you what has inspired you to do what you do tips that you would give yourself if you could go back in time 15 years, right, when you were young. And then last but not least, what kind of heritage you want to leave. But because we got these two superstars, <laughs> I'm going to shut my mouth once again. I'm going to go uh, quiet, and we're going to go dive into uh, questions from our local influencers. And like I said, you cannot auto-proclaim yourself an influencer. Influencer is a title that should come from people around you. There's so many people throwing around that term, influencer, influencer. These people, they've been baptized influencers by their community. They're respected. They bring value to the local Montreal community. And today, because we have an international superstar, we're going to make sure that we give them the table. So let's start with Dorothy. Yeah. Beautiful woman first, obviously. Thank you, thank Kevin, you. you. you're going to go with your <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with <laughs> you're that. You're all right, you're good. So I'm all right with that. Let's, let's, let's get into the question. Well, you know what you just said about you being named a commissioner? So, you know, bring us through that process, you know, where they called you and everything you felt. Because sometimes we found as imposter as a woman. Yes. This, okay, I'm going to try not to get too deep on this one because <laughs> this one in particular is very special to me because I'm from D.C. My, my father spent a lot of time in D.C. Um, working with the mayor's office with Marion Barry. He's kind of known as the mayor of, for life in Washington, D.C. So the entire mayor's office has always been very special to me. Mm. Um, in the beginning of my journey, when I was first trying to work with different government agencies, it was a little bit difficult. And I was actually told at one point that I couldn't do anything in D.C. regarding financial literacy oh, with, wow. without running it past the government or mayor's office or whatever first. And so that is actually what sparked me to go off and uh, create the mobile version of our game two years ago. Hmm. Um, because before, I was kind of under the thumb of the government. Mm-hmm. So to go off, and I've actually even moved to Boston. I just completely oh, yeah. left D.C. Yeah, and that's how I first got my funding, um, doing the, the Learn Launch Accelerator. And so that was the beginning of, um, of 2017, like May, tw- that was like April 2017. And so to fast forward a year and a half later mm-hmm. and to be, um, t- to just be named, you know, they, they just sent me an email and was like, the mayor is appointing you. Wow. It wasn't even a conversation. Wow. It was like, the mayor is appointing you commissioner of financial literacy without me even yep. being on the council. Yeah. Yep. So it is just, it's for me, it's huge. And what does that mean being a commissioner for those of us who listening who don't know? That's yeah. it. So basically, um, so basically, they have a council in D.C. called uh, Financial Literacy, and basically it is overseeing everything to do with financial literacy within Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. within the school system, within the housing authorities, within the government agencies, within how everything connects together, 
And if you technically kind of think about it, money runs through everything. 100%. So that's one of those areas that you could really use the full brim of your hat to kind of influence a lot of things gotcha. down mm-hmm. to how maintenance is being conducted. Who has access to these maintenance contracts? How are we making them familiar with them? 50% of businesses, 50% of contracts in D.C. have to go to minority businesses. Okay. So to That's me, cool. that we'll falls under financial literacy. <laughs> I'm like, yes. take it to Mayor Brown, please. 50%? 50%. It used to be 35. Shout out to Mayor Bowser. She increased what? it to 50%. Wow. That's but an amazing initiative. This is major. It really could, could do a lot to change the game. However, the problem is minorities aren't familiar yeah, with the program, the mm-hmm. and, it's, hmm. and it hey, can you. be difficult to get your certification for it as well. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I plan to focus on as commissioner is is, is pulling that underneath of the umbrella and making that more widely Public. known. Yeah. Yep. To me, how is that not financial literacy? Yeah, yeah. got you, mm. got you. Kevin. Nice. Uh, yeah. Are you overwhelmed by the response that you have for your book? Because I think that a few weeks ago you wrote something on Facebook. You were that was like, an amazing post. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you went to your bank and then. <laughs> that is a your, true story. Yeah, you went that to your bank. A, I didn't watch it. So, wow. I, I watch, I, I read all her posts. You know? <laughs> for, for, those, for those who didn't, and put it in your own <laughs> yeah, words, because I don't want Angel to, to, to put in her, her words. Put in your yeah, own words what did you see like for me. someone that don't know? Um, she wrote a, um, a status about, you know, on Facebook. She, yeah, she went, she went at, at the local bank, I think. It's and actually then, TD. Yeah. Shout out to TD, sponsors. And then she was like, okay, there's like an amount that I don't even know. Is there like, like something, a problem? Like I we said, say, we can say the amount. It was like 35,000. Yeah, yes. yeah. A lot of money. I didn't want to say this. US dollars. Yes. <laughs> Money that I don't have, no. <laughs> and then she was like, okay, I think there's a mistake. And then you were like, no, this money comes from my book sales. And you were like... Actually, even... the bank teller. Yeah. You said that to the bank, and then I, the bank I, teller I said... I, I literally <laughs> leaned over the counter and whispered. It was like, What's you up? mind telling me that money? where it no, came from? No, I didn't from? do no fraud. And she looked up at me like we was in a drug transaction. <laughs> it was like Amazon. And I started screaming. Well, you go ahead. But I started, yeah. I started screaming in the middle of the bank. And I was like, <laughs> and I was really surprised because, you know, I, I, I thought that she knew like the buzz around the book. But mm. even though you are, you have all this proposition, all this, you know, this, this you know, these opportunities, uh, mm-hmm. you were still, you know, shocked by, by all this, this thing. Like, can you explain your point of view with the, uh, I tried happened? to stay as humble as possible. Mm. I was raised in the church. I'm a junior deaconess. And I always try to put God first. I always try to keep my heart and my head as close to the ground as possible. I find that whenever I even get, and and not even this life, just like as a researcher, Mm -hmm. I I had a name amongst my local community and college and family before all of this. Mm -hmm. So I I was always angel rich, you know, before the world knew I was angel Mm -hmm. rich, Mm -hmm. you know. And so because of that, I've always tried to stay humble. And whenever I find myself even starting to feel myself a little bit, I I feel as though I lose myself a little bit in okay. my Good connection point. to the mission. Mm. So because of that, I actually fight with my team a lot. Oh, yeah. This because they would prefer to see me doing a lot of other things. Mm. And I try to stay close to 
the people that's in poverty as much as possible. Are there things yeah. like what to be more famous or yeah, something? Yeah, like you know, like me focusing on being on Ellen or The oh, View okay. or yep. me pressing my hair out oh, or okay, yeah. you know, um, focusing more on PWIs. It's not necessarily it's superficial, different. but just being more like international, I guess, mm. or not not as focused on poverty or okay. minorities or underserved communities, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. For me, I live yep. and breathe it. Mm. Yeah. Like, yep. when, when we leave out from here, I'm still talking about it. You know, mm. this isn't for the camera. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's, it's all you. day long, mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking about it. So, But that's integrity. Yeah. And that's so what that's, I feel. That's exactly what <laughs> I If I may, my, ni- my next question would relate integrity and identity. Yeah. How, you know, with all the myths of opportunities that come to you, how do you make your choices? And it comes up to your identity and your integrity because you don't identify that identity to what you have, but to really who you are. And yeah. to your mission. And to I your mission. I might write an article or maybe even a book on that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was powerful and very eye-opening. Wow. I, I, I'm going to take some time later to reflect on that. But you're right because yeah. it's like I... Um, I have to, it's like several personas I have to Mm -hmm. put on. And I kind of divide them into like six different categories. And it's finance, education, Mm -hmm. gaming, policy, and black and female. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So depending on what audience I'm speaking to, um, I I have to make them feel like they can identify with me. Mm -hmm. And, um... And sometimes that can be confusing to my team as well. Of course. Because yeah. sometimes I might go into, uh, like, I went into this, I ain't going to say it, but I, I went into, like, the worst school in D.C. It's literally the worst school in Can't. D.C. Whoa. Okay, I'm not going to say the name of it. Mm. But D.C. people know what school I'm talking about. <laughs> and, um, and so when I went there, I showed up in a Black Tech Matters t-shirt, some jeans, and some tennis shoes yeah. with my hair pulled back. That's what's up. And my, and my whole team was in suits. And so when we got uh, there, they were confused. They yeah. was like, "Who's the speaker?" What? Like, <laughs> they were like, "Angels in jeans? Like, why didn't you wear a suit today?" I said, "We in Southeast DC. Mm. Why are y'all in suits?" Yep. Mm. Oh yeah. And I was like, you know what though? Y'all representing the company. That's cool. Mm. Y'all can go ahead and rock suits. But I'm not here nope. to be Angel Rich, mm. the speaker. Yeah. I'm here to actually change these children's lives. Nice. And it, Angel Rich in a suit is not going to connect with these students. Mm-hmm. They're not exactly. going to be able to identify nope. with that person. Yeah. So that's what's more important to me today mm-hmm. than a photo op of me being in a suit with mm-hmm. these kids. Mm-hmm. Good point. So that's Good the point. type of tension I'd be having. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. You seem to be always on the go recently. Do you have time for yourself? You know? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. How many hours do you spend like, at home? That's relax. an excellent question. How many hours do you take for yourself, mm. by yourself? <laughs> Jeez. Commission's counting yeah. right now. I, I am. Yeah. I will say this week, I took like 30 minutes. I literally just ran out the house, wow. didn't tell my boyfriend, and went to go get some crabs just so I could be by myself for 30 minutes. Mm. Wow. Um, so this week, 30 minutes. Um, last night, I went to the keg. 
There you oh, go. Yes. 40, Shout out for, to the for, for 45 minutes. <laughs> and halfway through my food, I was like, I need to take this to go. And the bartender was like, you're leaving already? I said, yes, I need to get to sleep. I just simply needed to eat. Yeah. Mm. And so um, it's still sitting in my room right now, half a salmon. <laughs> so I didn't oh. even get to finish the whole salmon. Wow. So I don't know. I would say maybe one or two hours if I'm being generous. Wow. An hour. Yeah. A week. A week. A week. Oh, yeah. 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 Can you relate, Dorothy? Because you're not. But a what I do, woman. what I do yeah. do, is what I've started this year because I realized this problem last November. I actually realized this at Influence Orbis. I was like, you know what? I had so much fun at Influence Orbis. Yep. Seriously, I was like, I want to make sure I have fun at least once a month. Yeah. And mm. so what I started doing is I will allow myself to go to one big event once a month yeah. that, I, that I pay for, that I'm not being sponsored to go speak at. Just gonna enjoy I'm, yourself. I'm actually going to enjoy yeah. myself. Yeah. I'm actually going to go with my boyfriend or my sister. Nice. Nice. So I've been doing that. I went yeah. to the Beyonce, Beyonce concert. I went to go see Michael Blackson recently. Mm-hmm. I'm He's going hilarious. to go see Wild and Out. Yeah. So, so those are, the, so it's that's important. like, yeah. So mm. like one day a month, I let my, yeah. And I told you Disney you World, Six Flags. I went yes. to King's Dominion. So that's where you see those days where I'm like just randomly right at a theme park. That's me forcing myself to go relax for a day. And you know what? I totally relate because I'm also an entrepreneur and I have a three-year-old. And what I've realized is that whenever I make some time just to stop, this is when I have so much more ideas coming up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you know when you're always on the run and basically I have to admit by June, July, I was dead. I could not even open my emails because I was so drained. And I'm, mm. I was like, this is not going to happen anymore. Because you come to a point where you're not even able to think. You're mm. not even able yeah. to strategize. You're not even, even able to say, you know what? I need to stop because your brain is always working. So I really applaud you for taking that time. And sometimes it takes to, t- you have to say no. Yeah. I've learned to say no now. Mm-hmm. 100%. I've learned to say no. Yeah. It's one of the toughest things to do because once you give... You feel like giving to those communities, to those organizations. And sometimes you're like, man, you cannot give what you don't have. Yes. Amen. You can't give back what you don't no, have. No, you can't. And that's money, it. that's energy, that's everything. Uh, everything, spirit. And I've gotten more conscious about committing myself. Mm. So there's a bunch of people asking to meet with me in Montreal here. And so I oh, I wrote it out and then I deleted it last night. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. <laughs> and, um, I, and I almost put a post out telling people that they could meet me on Monday. Mm. And I could meet everybody at once. And no. then I was like, you know what? You know no. what? I'm already tired. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't I don't even know how I'm gonna feel on Monday morning. That's it. So instead of me like committing myself that hey, if I wake up with some extra energy on Monday, and actually I decided if at the end of tonight when I go to bed, if I'm fine, I'll go ahead and maybe make the post. But instead of me like committing myself to that three ahead. days in yeah. advance, let me I, I, I got an idea, Angel. September 26th, yeah. oh, yes. you're going to see two, two beasts and two uh, gargantuous figures, I think public figures, activists, women that I think are changing the world as we speak. Uh, first one is Angel, because I'm closer to Angel. But the second one is definitely uh, as good uh, as well, and, and she's amazing. Her voice is powerful, and her name is Malala. So what I think you should do is... Save yourself. Don't no <laughs> Monday. No Monday nothing. We're gonna organize something. When you come back, I'm gonna get Dorothy and KK back and, and let's do something yeah. creative, something cool where it will be 
open. And then you guys will be able to come and, and exchange with Angel mm. uh, on top of, of coming to hear or speak uh, at, at Influence. And I want to segue into this quick. What topic and what's the topic of your keynote? What are you going to talk about on September 26th in Montreal? You know, I've been really focused on financial agriculture and mm. trying to build um, more of a story around that because I think that, especially in this day and time, especially in America, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but across the world, everybody's so divided. And I think everybody is finding a reason to be divided. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I want to provide people with a reason to come together. That's wow. Amen to that. Amen to that. Awesome. Kiki. Okay. Um, I know that you have you, you just launched your YouTube channel. Yes. But I think everybody waiting for a podcast too. Yes. Yeah. Well, we got the equipment. Yeah. I just did a production deal yesterday. Oh, so yeah. We're signing contracts this week. Mm. You know, we pre we pretty much have them. So we're just everybody just got to sign them. So, <laughs> yeah, the negotiation is done. Like, we just, um, everybody just got to sign. They probably waiting on me, for real, yeah. for real. And so, for real, I probably could check the email, and I probably, <laughs> it just needs to be my signature at this point. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm actually really excited about yeah. that. Um, I actually want to do a few podcasts, but I don't want to do them all at once. Yeah. 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 So, we're going we're gonna to slowly kind of roll them out. I've, and we are going to do a poll soon on which one we should start with. Mm -hmm. mm. That's very smart. And yes. I think people don't do that enough. Whenever you, you're, 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 you're propelling your brand forward, mm. because your brand is not what you say it is. It's what exactly. you're yeah, exactly. right? yes. So I love that even at your level, you're saying, I'm going to do a poll, and I want the people to yeah. tell me what they want to hear about my brand. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think that, that that's amazing. And, yeah. and, and Dorothy, you're an expert in communication as well. Mm. Um, What would you say, because you have a role as, as, a, as, as a woman that is literally pushing forward the entire community of women in Montreal, what would you say is, is important with the dialogue and what uh, the comments that, that she's bringing up, such as financial agriculture, uh -huh. how would you say that apply Uh, in Montreal. She just brought up something that I think is amazing. Yeah. 50% yeah. of contracts should be allocated to diversity, mm -hmm. right? That's awesome. Yeah. How would you, as the president of a woman, uh, a woman movement in Montreal, we're mm -hmm. not talking about like you're at the city, yeah. right? How would you say that that ties into your mission? I'd say that, um, you know, I did an interview earlier this week and I said, for me, being rich is three things. First, it's health. Second of all, it's family. Yep. And third of all, and a social, social network. And uh, third is access to information. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly that what she wealth. said. Mm -hmm. This is wealth. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that matters for me as uh, the head of the Montreal Women Council is to go through the communities mm -hmm. so that women know that we exist mm -hmm. and that women come to the city hall and say, you know what, we have a voice. You have an organization whose name my is voice, called My, my voice, voice Matters. matters. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because I did a conference once and I told people, do you know that the town hall at the city of Montreal or any town halls is your home? And people were saying, no, we didn't know. Hmm. And I was in the business setting. Hmm. In a, in a startup uh, uh, business. So I said, do you know that the city hall is your own home? And they said, no, because it is. You're supposed to be able to bring what matters to you yeah. and the, those social issues and bring them to the elected officials yeah. so that they can make changes. And for people for, like me that, it's, that are within the system, this is how we can hear you and then bring it back and then negotiate. 
So that's why I don't speak as much now on social media because I work a lot on the ground. Mm -hmm. So that means every month I'm sitting down with elected officials that are responsible for the women condition file. And that's where you discuss what's going on in the city. So I'd say this is what is really what... That's what matters, is mm. that people get access to that information and that they act upon it. I like it's that. just having access. You have to act upon it. You have to really empower yourself or surround yourself with yep. people that are empowered so that your voice can be put forward. And, and, and I like what you said, that people are not necessarily aware. Right? Mm. No, they're, no not. they're not. But it, it's a question of accessibility also. Yes. Like you said, if you said that you went to the worst school in D.C., what makes your voice matter? Why yeah. would you bring your voice to City Hall? Because everybody says you went to the yeah. worst city. And as a That's exactly what happens. There was an article in a newspaper that I read sometime this week where they were at a um like a, a citywide um school rally mm -hmm. yeah. and people were chanting about this particular school, another school yeah. that's in Southeast, and they were chanting about it being really good. And it actually really is a good school. I go there as well. I actually went there right after that school okay. that, that, that same day. <laughs> and it's, it's a stark difference. And they and people were like, oh, how could you have one of the top schools in D.C.? How could you claim that and be in Southeast? Mm. And it's like people just completely dismissed that whole quadrant yeah. of D.C. completely. Mm. And, and it's and exactly that point, because you come from that area, yeah. because you either went to school there, because your zip code is over there, even if you're an entrepreneur over yeah. there, you get looked at completely that's differently that's than prejudiced. if you come from another quadrant yeah. of D.C. Yeah. And that's why you have to own your own yeah. voice. You need yes. to be able to change the narrative. Quickly, I did a podcast on Côte d'Inez, which is a neighborhood here in Montreal where they have a lot of immigrants. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of stereotypes against that neighborhood because of that. So we need to change those narratives. And what about, uh, KK, you come across, like, we talk and about And that's voice. why I keep it so real. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You <laughs> <laughs> the lane for yourself. Yeah. Literally, uh, where, where media in Montreal, let's face it, it I, I think the, the struggle for, for black people and diversity in general is pretty... It's the same in Montreal yeah. as it is in the States. And sometimes we forget that. And I, and I feel our, our, our brothers, I was talking to Charlemagne the other day. I was texting, shout out to Charlemagne. <laughs> hey, Charlemagne. Yeah. And I was telling him that uh, he'd be shocked how much we have the same problem as yeah. they have mm -hmm. in yeah. New York and so on and so forth. Maybe it's not as mediatized or as, yeah. as violent. Like we don't get shot by cops as much. Exactly. But you created a lane for yourself. And I like what you did where you didn't wait for anybody to give you a platform. Mm -hmm. You created the KK show. Exactly. Um, how, how did you do that? Uh, well, I went to college and I went in, in communication. And I, I think it was like maybe the last course or whatever. And the teacher was like, okay, what are you going to do now? You know, do you have some projects and, and whatever? And I think maybe 90% of the class had a plug on a big TV station. Mm. Uh, someone said, oh, my, my auntie is They're working at, them. and I'm going to be ca uh, cameraman at Radio Canada. And then when he asked me, I was like, oh, shit, I don't have any plan. So I was trying to see, you know, if I'm going to make documentaries or stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even see myself, you know, in nowhere. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start to buy my camera and film, yep. you know, artists in my you know, and, and my neighborhood. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start, you know, doing my own thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's, it was like a, a, a big reality that, you know, reality slapped me. I'm like, yeah. you know what? There's no space for I, There's us. no space yeah. for me. So and, I'm like. And, and, and maybe like, because we only have about two, three minutes left. 
I, I want to know what's next. What's next and where are we going uh, uh, with the angel rich brand and the wealthy life brand? Like, where, where are we going? What's next? What are the projects? Well, what I'm most excited about right now, honestly, what I'm excited about is the History of the Black Dollar HBCU book tour. Mm. And this is important to me. Long story short. Can you tell for who, for the crowd and don't HBCU? know from Canada, what is HBCU? Yeah. Major. Okay, so HBCU is <laughs> it's historically black colleges and universities. Yeah. They make up about 3% of the universities in um, in America, but about 70% of black people uh, in America go to them, wow. something, something around there. And so um, Hampton University, the number one HBCU, and, oh. and my HBCU, um, just is creating a fall class off of history of the black dollar. Oh, no I got goosebumps. Yes. Oh, wow. And this is not only exciting for me and the school, but it's actually kind of really important to the world. Why is it important to the world? Because the diary of Anne Frank is required reading across America. 100%. Mm. And that is not even our country. So whenever I go places, I ask people, have they read that book? Every single hand goes up. Everybody's familiar with it. Everybody has sympathy for the Jews. There's one to two Holocaust museums in every city of America. Yep. However, there's no book that is required reading from the point of view of a slave, mm. the child of a slave, mm. a Jim Crow person, yep. even just a black person. Yeah. That's Require reading, yeah. like just every day. Yeah. Joe went to the farm, like that's yeah. not re yeah. that's not required, yeah. you know. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, so how can we expect to be on the same page if we're not all reading from the same history book? Mm. So to get a school mm. like Hampton University to create a class off of it, and then to initiate this HBCU tour where I'm going to be going around to all the HBCUs and speaking with their honors college directors and student unions to that's get awesome. the book integrated into freshman classes, it's like, and then to have that trickle down into there's a movement going on right now where we're having people requested at libraries. Um, we just got it on Ingram Sparks where. Uh, um, trying to get it into um, the K-12 schools. And, mm. and so just so much more stuff. So just that whole thing is my goal to get it like ac across the country. Mainstream. Mainstream, mainstream over the it. next three to five years. That's yeah. awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Congrats. Dorothy, what's up? What's next with you? What's next for me? Uh, basically, I'm working on my first book. Hello. So, yeah, yeah. I'm working on my first book. Yeah. Um, how can I put it? You know when you have so many ideas and you know when I was saying that I needed to stop and refuse a few opportunities so I can yep. do whatever mm -hmm. I really want to do. Yeah. So I know that I love media, I'm a consultant, I'm a host, but deep down I love to write. And I've stopped and writing. Thank you. you. And I really and, well. and I and I've stopped mm. writing because I don't have time. I don't have time just to think about what I want to put together. And I'm working on a book. Probably you'll be in it. So oh, in yes. that book, well, the book that I want to write down in terms of diversity and inspiring youth is that once when I had my radio show four years ago, I had a bunch of young black person from the Haitian community that yep. I would see would go far. And now five years later, they are much farther. Ooh, so the book is going to be Where Are They Now? That's wow. cool. That's and cool. Uh, so anybody who wants to yes. do it, they can copy me because I got the best <laughs> and I met them. So basically, that. That. so basically, I did the first interview of Fabrice Ville when he just started. Yep. I did your probably first radio interview, one first another ones. one um, sports reporter, Andy Maï Pressois. I did oh, his first man. interview. So <laughs> I have a jam. So wow. basically, I have to sit down and then, awesome. you know, take back what you guys said in, back in 2013, 2010, and then interview Ooh, you now wait. again, and then for the youth. 
and that's, that's going to be targeted for the youth. So that's my big project. And you know what? I, I'm idea. coming in on TV right now. I'm buying. How many books are you going to? I'm, I'm going to show you a bestseller. Watch me. You know Why what? It's sure going to be for the youth. And you know what? I just, I just, I'd la, 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 la. I would love to conclude just by saying that I love, what, I love what you said earlier. I don't focus on being a vedette or celebrity. I really focus on impact. And because yeah, I focus on impact, I've got much more opportunities coming my yes. way without asking. Awesome. Yeah. Like meeting you today. Thank you. For, me, it's a, for me, it's a beautiful yeah. opportunity, but I didn't ask for it. And for me, it's really the universe and God. I also put God first yes. in my life. Uh, that's why I'm going to church after. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm really blessed. Uh, awesome. Thank you for the invitation. KK, what's up? What's next for you? KK, show always, every day, all day. Every um, Monday? Every Monday, but I'm going to try eventually to do, because we're talking a lot about slavery, oppression, and all these things, and I, 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 I'm working with the team, you know, trying to do Sad. one of uh, one of the panel at, you know, one of, uh, I think, historic place that, you know, something happened. That's like cool. Maybe one in Haiti, maybe one yeah. in Senegal. And we, awesome. I, yeah, because I have people that in Africa is watching the show in Haiti, so I, I, I want you know to do something really special. You I've know? been mm. wanting to do something like that as well. Yeah. I would, I, I would love to partner with you on something like that. Yeah, oh, that's because awesome. yeah. like an out, outside of Montreal. yeah, yeah, it would be like an international oh, awesome. panel because um, I always have a live audience. So here's mm. my idea because I, I I pride myself on being a connector. How about your first outside Montreal show mm. be in Washington, D.C.? We do like a live KK show. We make it happen. I'll cover the expense for traveling. Even better. Go. I actually would suggest Hampton University mm -hmm. because uh, Hampton, I don't know if you know, is where the Emancipation Proclamation was read. Mm. And we still have the Emancipation Oak standing there and okay. a statue of Booker T. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we try to work on this. Yeah, That's I'm one down. of the yeah. most historic I'm black down. places in the country. Awesome. Well, awesome. Yeah. Guys, we have to go. But before we go, we're going to do a classic elevator pitch because we said this is about change makers. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, those, those are the people that are watching us. Angel, you did it in Toronto. I don't know if you remember that elevator pitch. It was pretty bomb. It was dang. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna need you to do this again, all right? So like, let, let me oh my God, put it on the spot. She's like, I don't remember. 30 seconds, okay? I need you. Steve, right about now, he's gonna put the little elevator music and we're gonna put the little Jeopardy. So who's the one investor right now? Dream investor or dream partner that you would love to invest either in you and your brand and what your mission is right now. Who would that be? Rich Dennis. Rich Dennis? Yes. Break it quick. A little thirsty. Who's, who's Rich Dennis? Rich Dennis is the owner and found well, owner and founder of Shea Moisture. And he Woo! also just bought Essence. And he also just created the new Voices Fund. Um, I actually am connected with him. Out. And actually am looking into he's looking into us now. So hopefully it would be an amazing blessing to So he's gonna be watching this, all right? He's right now. You're staying at the Queen. Oh, yeah, this will be done. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really have stalkers now, for real. <laughs> they show up for real. Yeah. Is it for real now? <laughs> <laughs> this is your life. So, one of, one, of the, one of the best hotels in Montreal. You're walking into the elevator, door opens. Re remind the audience his name Rich Dennis. Rich Dennis is right then and there. Oh Doors God. closes. You have 30 seconds starting in five, four. How do you pitch him? Three, two, one goat. Would you like to go down in history for reducing poverty? 
Actually, it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a solution for you. Our company designs financial literacy games. It's already been named the best financial literacy product in the country by the White House Department of Education. We're in 60 countries right now, and we simply just need a little bit more funding to be able to scale it. We have a turnkey operation in terms of user acquisition, and we just need your help. Be sure to be on the right side of history. Oof, that was the beast. That was, a, that was a kick-ass. I, 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 I would have been like, I would have been like, who are you? Elevate doors are opening. I think I'm dropping all that Shea Moisture. I'm thinking about reinvesting all the essence money. I'm jumping on board. Thank that you. Five to that. Guys, give, give, give your handles quick. How do we get a hold of you, KK, on social media? Uh, KK, the KK show on uh, Facebook yep. and on uh, Instagram. Awesome. Dorothy, how do My get name is Dorothy Alexandre, D-O-R-O-T-H-Y, Alexandre, D-R-E at the end. That's me. Alexandre. Angel, how do we get a hold of you? At AngelRich27 and at Wealthy Lifers. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Guys, thank you for tuning in. This was Influence Podcast. Like we told you, we bring international and local influencers into the light if you don't know them. And if you already know them, we'll try to dig in and get you more information. Hopefully, you got inspired, informed, and influenced. Remember, keep smiling, enjoy yourself, stay influential. Hey! Bye. Bye.